And we're recording. Bet. All right. Slam Time Live, episode 104, part three. Yeah. Uh, we had to pause a couple times because I locked my girlfriend out of the apartment in 104 degree heat. <laughs> that was a big fuck up on my part. The poor yeah. thing was drenched. You're a big door locker. I, I can never just stroll right into your place. It's no. always locked. Of course. It's a it's a matter of safety. Do you think that's because you've been hate crimed? No. Does that have anything to do with you being hate crime? I have I have been um I have opened my door to what I thought would be a crack deal and then broken into like jumped by four people coming in and robbing me. Yeah, that's right. And then what did they do? This is the craziest robbery. Pre- preface this a little bit because this is like oh. the craziest robbery I've ever heard because yeah, of what happened at it, the end. It is uh so I was I was trying to score some crack off this homeless chick that I would smoke crack with. Mm-hmm. It was not there's no sexual relationship. They literally never have homes. Yeah, the people I, mean, I smoke crack with, it was always me. And then you kind of have to, at the end of a night, uh, start to cut in. But there's always this thing of you've been smoking crack with these homeless people. And then you're like, hey, so I got to go. And they're like, where? And you're like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Right, 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 right. I, I guess I'll just drop you off right here. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. We're not hanging out. But yeah, she was like, yeah, I'll roll through. And then uh, and then I opened the door. And she's like, hey, what's up? I'm here with my cousins. And they came in. So they didn't like force through. They come in and they're, it's just like four guys or like it's her and like two dudes. And I'm like, this sucks. And then I was just kind of like sitting on the bed and uh, I was like, all right, so how are you doing? They're like, all right. I was like, are we going to do this? And they're like, yeah. And then some dude just jumped on me and held me down while they cleaned my place out. Yeah. Uh, and he's I- pinned you down. Yeah, he's pinning me down with a knife. Like, there's a yeah, knife, yeah. At my throat knife like this, at your throat. And he's like, don't move. It's about to be over. Don't move. And I was, Is he inside you? Yeah. Uh, inside your heart. Yeah, he's tugging point, at yeah. the strings. But uh, anyway, they're coming in. They, they, they take everything. Like, I think the only thing that they... I think they... Yeah, they just took a bunch of shit. Did you have cool shit? Because drug addicts, typically, you've already sold all your your Nintendo I wasn't there yet. Your... I was working. I was, I was still okay. working. So you did um, have stuff. Yes. You had a game consoles. You had... Yeah, there was a laptop. I think they stole my passport, which really sucked. Oh, that's that's nothing. It's like, yeah. dude, who are you going to sell this to? The Taliban? You're just <laughs> taking my fucking passport. That was You're whack. not making money off this. Leave it. That was completely whack. And... Uh, and then uh, they leave. I call the police. They steal my cell phone. I call the police from my neighbor's door, uh, from my neighbor's phone, and uh, and the police come through, and uh, they come back by, and I explain to them what happened, and I don't mention the part that this is supposed to be a crack deal, and then one of the officers goes, "Okay, well then, what's this?" And on my counter in my kitchen, one of them had left. Uh, like two really big rocks of crack in, in a <laughs> for bag. you, for you, yeah. so that it, you could get high about what they just did. It to was you. a consolation prize. For it, that's me amazing. Getting robbed is that what is that Krampus? Is that, that it's not quite Santa Claus, but is that what Krampus does? <laughs> yeah, is he just comes and punishes rocks. you and then yeah. leaves like a, a candy cane or something after murdering your sister? Yeah, that felt bad. That was that really sucks. bad. And I didn't get the crack. The police took you it. Get, because and then you're like, I shouldn't have called them. I actually got what I wanted at the end of the What's day. What's interesting is what I I didn't do, but I. Uh, obviously, but what I did think about, there was a part of me being like, can you guys just leave that? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, to the yeah, cops. You wanna, you There's like ask. a second I was like, is there a world where I can be like, that's my property without going to jail? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You become one of those annoying freedom dorks that we yeah, talk about I'm where like, you pull out state. your phone. And you're like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm recording this. <laughs> I do not consent to the seizure of my property. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, yeah. bud, this is cocaine hydrochloride. They're like, They're like, listen, we're taking the crack. You should be lucky not to go to jail. And I'm like, I understand. But what you don't seem to comprehend is that I am a citizen of a sovereign state. Yeah. And I right. don't abide 
By the right. way, I'm not driving. I'm traveling, which yeah. I have the legal right to do in between states. You just keep telling them your tea party. Have He's you ever like, seen? I don't know. You're like taxed enough already. Have you seen that shit? The sovereign state people. Are you yeah. like familiar with? Yeah, this? we live in Texas. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's, There's a lot of them here. Yes, but there are. It's like essentially what happens is these people they think because they like file their taxes in yes. some like fucky little way yeah, right. that they don't have to abide by the laws mm-hmm. of the United States of America because they're not like citizens. They yeah. really believe that. Right. That like it's the craziest thing I've ever heard. And those guys, when they send them to jail on the videos, that's the best thing ever. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, because they think that they're above it. And it's like, <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, you're a, yeah. you're just a citizen. You can like record me all you want. I'm I'm arresting you. You know what I did just now? Um, huh. And that's kind of what I want to talk about. Queef? But this, <laughs> you'll never know. What'd you just do? I just thought about this. How many silent queefs happen on a regular basis? I So I this is what I always wonder. If a queef happens... No one's around to hear it. If no man's around to hear it, mm-hmm. did it actually exist? Because I've never actually heard a true, honest to God queef, like in the wild. I bet a lot of the queefs are farts originally, and the ladies are like, "Well, ladies don't fart, so we'll just queef." Ye- so they can, right? So it kind of cycle. It does a, it does yeah, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. it does a loop, it like goes a, up all through the intestines and all the like a Hot Wheels car. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. out the pussy, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. I think we've okay. talked about this before, but have you ever had it when you were a kid and you were having sex and uh, a woman queefed and you thought that meant you were doing really good? I Not that I thought it was doing really good, but the first time it happened to me was I was 14. It was the first girl that I was ever with, Sarah. Yeah. Nakamura! <laughs> and, uh, and she, I was, we're on the floor of my brother's bedroom, like on the carpet, and I was having sex with her, and I did the thing where I pulled out and it went... <laughs> And then she got immediately got hashtag marks on her cheek from being embarrassed because she's an anime character. Really? And then wow. she turned around and said, th- that was you. <laughs> that was my friend. I never heard that before. And I was laughing hysterically. That's my wh- boner was just bouncing around as I laughed on the floor. And- that's, that's, uh, that's, that's like my favorite joke in the history of Family Guy where Peter farts on an elevator <laughs> with one other person. And it was s- you. As it was you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ter- Tara one time was like, one, every now and then, um, I like to like overfeed Tara edibles because like I like to make her like embarrassingly high, yeah. and and then just like you're a feeder. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you're a feeder. <laughs> That's really funny. You're a feeder and a breeder. Uh, but so I get her like uh, like astonishingly high, yeah. where like she's basically just like like you know when you're so high, you're like. <sighs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like air is just yeah, leaving yeah, your th- body. That's me when I take five milligrams of edibles. Yeah. Well, you can't. You. It's like you. You know you're exhaling, but you never notice yourself breathing. Uh-huh. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like you don't. You genuinely don't know how air is coming. Breathing in. ceases to become involuntary. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and so that's the state that I like to enter in, and then I can play dark games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dark, twisted, <laughs> cruel games. But so she farted when she was really high, and she tried to do exactly this, but she was so high she couldn't even phrase it correctly. So it like completely blasted. She farts and goes, "Are you sure it wasn't me?" <laughs> Without you saying anything? Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't me? It was one of the funniest things she'd ever said. Are, you, sh- are you sure? sure. Like, no, I'm not sure at all that uh, it wasn't yeah, you. In fact, I'm sure great. of the opposite. Um, <laughs> that's very funny. No, but I did this uh, I did this today, and it really, I really, like, I don't know why I did it, and it pisses me off that I did it, and I realize that this is something I take gripe with. You, actually using emojis to try to, like, convey a feeling. Mm-hmm to me is really like lame what's worse that or a gif i have thoughts on this a well-placed gift is great 
I think a really good gif is very funny. I don't know that I've ever felt an emoji added. Okay, here's what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me, hit me with some context because what are we talking? Crying laughing so face I sent, emoji to something I sent funny? kind of a dad. Uh, yeah, I did the crying laughing face. The What's twisted wrong with one. That? I'd I rather a ha, 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 ha. I like typing ha, ha, ha. And when I see it, it feels... I get it more. It, when I get a few of those emojis in a row, like to the point where they go from big to small, I'm like, I just crushed. I just annihilated this person. It depends I on who it, it is, though. But if you hit me with a bunch of laughing, crying face ones, I'd be like, I just destroyed. He's, la- he's literally laughing out loud right now. When I do ha, 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 ha. Sure. But I think that to me, they're interchangeable. A giffy, though, of you. If I said something to you and you sent me the giffy of Michael Scott going. <laughs> I'd hate you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hack. Gifts can be very hacked. All of them. Every office gift. If you send me an office gift, I'll rape you. I'll show you. I'll show you something that that uh, that takes away from your argument. Um, Please. Please, <laughs> if that was even possible. Tara, no, Tara hit me with a fat one the other day. A really. Like, good one. So this depends, though. Did you say like, "Hey, I just found out that I might have cancer," and they responded with like, the with the guy with the little eyeglass on? Because that I wouldn't like that. I'm going to I'm going to have to be digging too much for this, but okay. it worked. It worked and it hit and it was creative. Yeah. If you there's there's creative things that you can do with a gift for sure. Um I, okay, here's what I would say then. There's got to be a ratio and the ratio of gift to text mm-hmm. needs to be like 1 in 500. 500 to 1. Yeah, of course. Don't if gift is that. part of your like arsenal, that's gross. Yeah, but people are like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna, I know I agree. Mm-hmm. It's it's god awful. Mhm. But I'm just saying that's worse to me. Like a, fr- a frequent giffer and a frequent emojier. Here's what I'll say. One is worse. Here's what I mean to say. When it's I like need, murder and manslaughter. I, f- I think uh, here's what I really feel is that I feel that emojis are a sign of weakness. And I think if you, I, I've the only time I've ever used them is from a place of insecurity. Wow. And here's what I'll say. When I feel as though the text is not accurately describing my mood. Mm-hmm. Or I'm worried that it will be misconstrued, really. Okay. That is when I will use an emoji or a sad smile. For example, mm. someone tried to make plans with me for lunch the other day. And I said, I can't hanging out with Tara today or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I did like a sad smiley face to kind of be like, or I would. Okay. Or I would. And it, like, I would like to hang out with uh-huh. you, but I can't. Sorry. Mm. Like sure. this. Okay. What I realized after sending it, it was like. There's nothing wrong with being busy hanging out with my fucking girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. So, so I there's see, no. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. It's okay. So, I'm just. I just am busy. I no, and I, yeah, and yeah. I really didn't actually feel that bad about it. Like I, I, I agree. Like I agree out. with like, this part. Yeah. And that happens. I think that happens often. An emoji in place of articulation is what you're saying. We're losing grasp on the words. Which, by the way, this has been like a. Um, a hack boomer take forever just like oh with your lols and your <laughs> and it's like okay yeah but but i know what you mean now it, imagine you sent that same text mm-hmm. no no a frowny face if the p- way that that friend responded to you was with the big deep frowny face that to me is okay i wouldn't use the emoji in my thing because I, I already articulated the point but if I they agree. responded like I agree. Then it's like, okay, that's fine. But then if he responded a gif of a pug crying, then he needs to be (laughs) shot in the head. So there's like, there's these weird tears to it. I am with you. I don't know how we draw the line. Like, but lines must be drawn. I I agree. I agree with everything that you said. Yeah. Lines must be drawn, especially in a curvature and then two dots. Yeah. The frowning. (laughs) That's one of my favorite ones. The deep frown, the fizz face frown. Fizz face? 
Do you not know what the Thiz face is? Are you talking about like Thizzle Dance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Thiz face, it's funny because when I, I was at Dave Chappelle last night and I was uh-huh. just watching somebody, they, they were playing some E-40 and it was like panning yeah. in the crowd and there was some, clearly some Bay Boys just going crazy. Yeah, but Thiz face was, uh, I, I, it was popularized by Mac Dre. But okay. it's, it's when you're when you're rolling off ecstasy and you're thizzing, you go, put a look on your face Damn. like you smelled some pimps. That's fire, so go, dude. I know the thizzle dance, of course. Yeah. But Oakland, it was a very, very interesting subset of blacks. Yeah. By the time I moved there, it they was They felt like they were kind of from like uh, the future. Dude, I, I've been listening to a lot of Mac Dre again lately, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is a fucking like Eddie Murphy character. Yeah. Like it, he was the yeah. first one. He's just like, he's like almost gay. Nothing he says is, but he's like dressing super weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like he would have been like he dresses like that guy we know, JCTV. It was yeah. like almost that. It's just like insanely flamboyant. He also was a crackhead. He, he no, he was a big drug addict. He took like a lot of pills and uh-huh. shrooms and shit, and he was a, an actual pimp. Like mm-hmm. all of his songs are about like making a girl fucking dome you off. Fat Lip was a crackhead. Fat Lip, yeah. Maybe I was watching an old western last night, and there's a black guy in it, and it's like it's true to how it was written. Mm-hmm. This show, and they call him Frog Lips. <laughs> and then he gets shot that's pretty good <laughs> it's not even like he's a heroic character yeah, yeah fat lip was in either souls of mischief or that other collective from uh from the oakland area is it souls of mischief yeah i think it is it's fat lip it was like he did 93 till infinity i might be getting this wrong there was a similar group yeah uh he might have been in the far side is what it was oh, okay far side yeah, he yeah, was yeah. A crackhead. and he was a crackhead and then he came back and he he was like raggedy he came back. Uh, he came back like eight years later in the early two thousands after their initial rise in like ninety four, ninety five. Yeah, and then he had all these like uh, uh, good songs. Like he's still a great rapper, but he's literally like, <laughs> like uh, yeah, yeah, he was full rag. Is Danny Brown a crackhead? Because he looks the most crackhead, but I don't think he is. No, he's just ridiculous. Okay. Dan- Danny Brown is ridiculous, but he has the face of a crackhead, like straight up. Yeah, because he's got banged up teeth. Yeah, banged up teeth and is a black. crazy ass yeah. voice. And a, but and he's a, always had the crazy voice. voice. Yeah. He does like to party wicked. Like, he's probably a drug addict and an alcoholic. He's talked about it yeah. plenty, but I don't think he was ever... He sold crack, but... Yeah, yeah, He's probably Puff Tubba's. That's the that's the scariest drug, I think, to sell. That's one that I never sold. I sold no, coke, it's a I sold I think I never meth. sold. I think meth is scarier. Because meth people have crack tendencies and super strength. Here's, here's, here's where I'd argue otherwise. Meth people, you get you end up getting to a place where you're... Uh, where you're so paranoid that you can't even leave the house. So you're yeah. actually calling your dealer and you're like, please come here. Crackheads, like you could have just seen that guy 45 minutes ago and he's mm-hmm. already nuts and desperate enough to be like busting into your place with a gun. Okay, yes, I I feel that. But I just think that, um, I think meth people, like people on meth are scarier than people on crack to me. Yeah, I agree because they're, they've been up for more days. And they really can, like you can, you can shoot a meth person, they'll keep going. Yeah. Uh, For real. I know that's through a PCP. It's, it's got PCP type. Of, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. if you clip a vital organ, probably not. Yeah, yeah. But it it does it right, does give right. you they super strength. Right, They can ignore strength. the pain. Yeah, they can no, it really does give you like temporary super strength, essentially, right. where like there's some kind of disconnect from the brain and the body that like you can operate at your strongest without yeah, necessarily yeah. feeling the deterioration. Well, this is why uh, Hitler is called pervitin, and it was uh, what you know, now is known as methamphetamine. Yes. So it was it was made by the German government. Mm-hmm. And it, or by a German scientist, but it was distributed. So this was actually part of your rations that mm-hmm. you would get as a as a Nazi foot soldier is pervitin, and uh, a lot of the Blitzkrieg, like that being a war doctrine, is attributed to um, to what you could accomplish on that. 
because it you no sleep was required and you could stay going at a hundred percent for days so a lot of the the like war plan that was factored in in terms of like them taking paris all a bunch of that stuff had to get like cut in half mm-hmm. because it's like oh they're like they're never stopping they don't need food like all of this kind of math that you Crazy. do, this really fine marginal math that you'd be doing in warfare mm-hmm. to be like, how much long, you know, how long will it take for them to breach? And it's like, oh, cut all of that in half. That's nuts. Yeah. You, I'm sure you know, I'm sure you're a big history guy, but I learned of this recently. Brother, you know I way. am. <laughs> I've learned of this in an interesting way. The Christmas of 1914. Yeah. So I learned about it because there's a dude on TikTok who's like a rare book salesperson. Mm. And apparently he's like one of the biggest ballers in all of rare books. And he's That's sho- so sick. It's crazy sick. Yeah. And it's funny because he is like he is a book nerd. He's not like like he is like a dude that like chooses his words very carefully. That's great. And yeah. like and like it has like perfect glasses and like it's always a white shirt and some different vest. Right. He's like chubby little. You'll hate it. I listen to more book podcasts than I do comedy podcasts. That doesn't bother me. Okay. I, I love I, like the King cast is one of my favorites. The King cast. It's, they literally just each episode. They just like discuss in depth a different like Stephen King novel. Just read the book. Yeah. I do that too. And then I listen to them. That's crazy. Well, they have guests on those. So they'll have like right. Tim Heidecker on. Or oh, like, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. It's great. Um, so this dude will go through stuff. And uh, some of the books he shows are like un- unbelievable. Like we're talking like books of the occult from like the 14 and 1500s that are like legit worth like millions yeah. of dollars. And he like, he like even on camera, he's like, I don't really like fucking with these and shit. You can't like, even touch them. They'll yeah, like he, fall apart in your hands. Well, no, actually yeah. that's incorrect. Uh, he was talking about that. Uh, they say that a glove, any glove it's come, that's been found will do more damage to a book than almost any hand. Than human oils. Uh, yes. And he's like, what you want is just like a recently washed dried hand. He was like, there's nothing about it. Because human oils is like, that's like the Ebola of like books and paintings. Yeah, but apparently, apparently bu- that's not that gloves bad. are literally worse. Okay. And he's just handling these books. Well, are we thinking of moth wings? Is that what happened? Did we just get confused? And it's like, oh, I was thinking of moth wings. <laughs> Turns out it actually doesn't do that to right, paintings right. and books. Um, one of the things he had was the first edition of the Book of Mormon. And wow. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, is, that's old. That's like 1972. Yeah. <laughs> now like, that's I think old. It's like, I think it's like 18, 18... 60s or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah. and and uh so what's crazy is he's like there's 500 there's like known to be 500 copies left of the original run mm. which there's 5,000 of right. and he's like i've sold 300 of them wow. and i was like that's fucking wow. badass wow, that's cool and he was like they become even more valuable if they were owned by prominent figures yeah which like a lot of them were and so he had one and he's just legit flexing in this video yeah. where he's like this one was owned by some <laughs> Some guy like his name first, like Harris Tweed was his yeah, name, something sure. like that, which I think is a kind of tweed actually. Yeah. So I just made that up, but uh, he has it like inscripted, and he's like, "Yeah, this one's worth like at least like one point five mil." He's like, "He's like, I got a waiting list of like nine people for this." He's like, "I'm I'm just he's like, just in the video." He's like, "I'm just allowing a bidding war to happen." <laughs> it's, it's like it's so crazy, yeah. fucking wild. One of the things he did that I thought was the coolest thing ever. Uh, it's like one of his pin videos as he shows a range of his uh, collection of Bibles, yeah. including like first pressing King James's that are worth millions and millions of wow. dollars. All once. And like so he, done on the Gutenberg press or whatever, all that like shit. early, early. Yeah, print. that's like fucking insane. Beautiful gold foil yeah. leather bindings that are like aging. It was like truly written by a scribe. The, legitimately. Does he have stuff that was written, not printed? Like stuff that was Tons. actually scribed? Tons. Wow. Tons of stuff. Hand colored first pr- pages and wow. shit. Wow. And so one of the things he does is he goes through some of his rarest Bibles by size 
And so he has one. He was like, it's like legitimately like 50 pound Bible yeah. that he's carrying. And he's like, this is like meant for like multiple people to study at the same time. Kind of how they do did the Torah wow. and shit like that from like old, like, like old German Frank guy. Frank is it like guy. much bigger print? Uh, he actually never opened that book. But uh-huh. it was, it must be because it's the, it's just the, it's just the New Testament. Or it's just huge illustrations. It, it, it was just, it's old. So I don't imagine it was that much, but it was like, it's the New Testament. So it's gigantic. And it came all the way down to this, a Bible that has to be read with a magnifying glass that can fit in a locket that's this big. Wow. It's so crazy. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. That was like the cheat code. Remember when you had to like read in school and you'd have to read like whatever, a, a 250 page book. Mm-hmm. And then the, the cheat, you could get away with this up until like maybe like the fifth grade is where they started to crack down, but you'd get those great illustrated classics because mm-hmm. every other page is a picture of like, yes. yeah, or whatever yeah, you're yeah, reading, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? And so for years I had only ever read great illustrated classics. Mm-hmm. It was the only books I knew. Yeah. I hate books, man. I know you do. It's a shame. I won't. We read have them. such amazing books here. We got Bossy Pants. Bossy Pants was really Bay. good. Well, I've read these books. Yeah. Okay. I'm You've not like Squirrel Days. <laughs> I'm not, not an uncultured swine. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. What do you think I am? Some kind of philistine? <laughs> Imagine breaking your 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 15 year hiatus from reading books with Squirrel Days by yeah. Ellie Kemper from The Office. Yeah. Is that what she is? Yeah. yeah, I just read. I just read like uh, just Gabe's girlfriend in the office. What was the name? What was the name of the lady from Sex and the City? Jessica Jessenfer. Sarah Jessica. Parker. Sarah Jessica yeah. Parker. You know, it'd be really funny if her autobiography was called Horseface. <laughs> that would be really funny. Horse girl. Horse really, girl by Sarah. No, Jessica she's fa- she's fully horse face. Matthew Broderick. That's her husband. He killed a man. You, you want to know something? Wait, what? Yeah, car accident killed a guy. DUI. Oh, actually. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a matter of public record. Hundred percent. Matthew Broderick killed a man. Hundred percent. Uh, you, you wear your jockey shorts on my head. head. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what? Uh, you know something interesting about Matthew Broderick, who's of course most famous role is Ferris Bueller. Also, great role in Glory, which is a Civil War yes. movie about the blacks. He's great. He, great he's great actor. So he was the original choice for Walter White in Breaking Bad. He was first choice. Vince Gilligan or whatever his name is, wrote it with Matthew Broderick in mind. And you know who the close second was? Mm. Uh, uh, John Cusack. Both of them turned down the role because they're like, I think one, it was TV. And this is before it was like, Breaking Bad was one of the first shows to like kind of show the path that it's like, no, you can win Mm -hmm. tremendous accolades and put together Mm -hmm. a much more, you know, compelling character with Mm -hmm. TV than you, you can in film. Uh, and, but then also there was like the image thing of just like, I don't know, like, yeah, yeah, I totally. got to sign on for, you know, a, a decade of uh-huh. being a, a meth cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, Brian Cranston did it, which I imagine changed the role a bit because yeah, yeah. Matthew Broderick would have acted that very different than totally. Cranston. And then of course put together again, one, like maybe one of the coolest villains of all yes. time. Yeah. Excellent. That story with the Anthony Hopkins is, is pretty great. Yeah. You told me that. To summarize, essentially, Anthony Hopkins gets put on to Breaking Bad through his grandkid. Yeah. And binge watch. He thinks he's going to check out an episode, binge watches over the course of two weeks and reaches out to Brian Cranston via letter. Yeah. Saying yeah it's via the letter. finest piece of acting he's yes. ever watched. Yes. Which and is fucking sick. Restored his faith in this craft. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. And then that got leaked. And apparently, uh, apparently he was like pretty embarrassed about it. Yeah. Because like, ah, it is supposed that? to be a special thing. Like, yeah. It's very vulnerable. It was super vulnerable. And sharing yeah. this with you. Yeah, people are whack. I'd like to think it wasn't Brian Cranston who leaked it, and it was like 
the management company that he sent it through his I managers. don't believe it was Brian Cranes. Yeah, that seems odd. It just doesn't that seems strike me do. as as a thing he would do. It's funny that we it's make Cranston. these assumptions. <laughs> I know. It doesn't <laughs> strike <laughs> me as a thing. Hey, dude, no. <laughs> Brian Cranston wouldn't do that. <laughs> well, because it's... <laughs> Well, because it's crazy because, you know, we, we, we have, we know comics who are like in the public light and have a particular image, yeah. but we know them personally. We're like, that guy's a like actual piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. the other way around. Like, so, right. oh, this guy comes off this way. I'm like, no, no he's the best dude ever. Yeah. But it it's so interesting. It's like, Brian Cranston's literally an actor. He could eat people for all we know. <laughs> That's like, right. He's, and he's a good actor. Yeah, yeah he's he an could excellent be, actor. He could be. He comes off as yeah. genuine. You know, it's really cute. He could be a Nazi. You know what's really cute that Tara was telling me about? So we've been watching. I, I'm rewatching. She's watching for the first time. Do you ever watch Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Phenomenal. It's great. Because I'm so like that. Great. I'll walk into a room and be like, pants undone. <laughs> <laughs> White cream around your lips. You jerked off in your own <laughs> no. mouth this morning. P- pants undone. Penis out. Fully erect. Motioning like this. He wants me to suck it. Yes. He wants- <laughs> my, my skills of deduction tells me that he wants and me then to you, suck and it. Then you, uh, yes. Yes, I will. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, That's I will. So Watson. <laughs> he, he wants me to put my lips on it. He's motioning at me like, like it's super obvious. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> we should film that. That's a funny sketch. That's a really That's a funny, funny sketch. sketch. Just like yeah. Sherlock Holmes deducing the most obvious. <laughs> somebody trying to get him to suck his cock. <laughs> yeah. Penis erect. He's wearing a mesh hat. It smells like... It smells like shit. He's scratching his ass. A funny sound has yes. come from his butthole. He yes. farted. I look around, taking my surroundings. I'm in a gay club, gay nightclub. <laughs> this man has his trousers around his ankles. He's stroking his penis, motioning to me. His penis is in my mouth. I enjoy it. I'm a homosexual. <laughs> There's a bead of oily pre-cum on his penis. My deduction tells me he's close to ejaculation, but he wants to finish in my lips. He's I saying, say yes. He's saying, oh my God, just like that. Don't slow down. Yes. Just don't, don't go faster either. Don't go faster either. <laughs> I think he's going to come. I put lipstick around my lips and I say, the game is afoot. And yeah, the game <laughs> is afoot. I put lipstick on my lips. <laughs> I, I, I suck him. He busts in my throat. He pulls off his mask. Moriarty. <laughs> <laughs> Have you met Moriarty yet? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, his nemesis. Of, of, no, yeah. of course. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. What's, what's it? Uh, what's it uh, it's a, there's a small boy. He's crying. The pastor is zipping up his pants. I look at the boy. I look at Watson and say, elementary. <laughs> <laughs> elementary Watson. <laughs> That's fun. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Great yeah, that, show. That would, be a, that would be excellent. So we were watching and she told me, <laughs> I thought this was so cute because apparently they live like a pretty uh, like low-key life, him and, his, him and his wife. He's not like super public with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Apparently... They in their Wait, like, him, him and his wife Wimbley Cumberbatch. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know his wife's got a retarded ass name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, I was trying to think of something really funny, yeah. but it just did not come. But uh, apparently, they took they like in the like little like a uh, hillside town that they live in in England. They took like the like the little ad out in the newspaper when someone in the village gets married. Yeah. You know, like when yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You, like yeah. it'll be like just local people. They put that out in their marriage. <laughs> they're, they're like, they're like, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch 39 and Laura Cumberbatch 38 are That's due cute. to be wed. Like yeah. that. I was like, I thought that was adorable. That is very cute. Yeah. yeah. I like that. A lot. I like that. I, I like British people a lot. I do too. I, uh, I was just having this conversation with Ashley Barnhill. Who I watched open for. Disney you were talking with her night. about that. Oh, she she was living kind of back and forth and between London and yeah. L.A. for the last like few years. Right. And I was like, I love 
British people mm -hmm. and their demeanor. And I like the vibe of England. One interesting thing about England is everybody's like, the whole idea is that people are like prim and proper. And that's like largely true, I guess, compared to like the informal and mm -hmm. kind of casual nature in which Americans are. But one thing they do is they get fucking wasted at like five o'clock ridiculously wrecked all night yeah and I, but i've never seen but everything shuts down early mm -hmm. it's so wild wild you think like london is gonna be like a new york and it's like they actually get really really drunk and are literally getting carried home but it's but 8 30 like, yeah. at night however there's they also have one of the best like after hour scenes in the world for that same reason. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. they real they have like all night clubs. Right, because they yeah. have Turkish people and stuff. Yeah, like, that's yeah. right. So, yes, there is a nightlife. That's something I'd always I, I would love to go to like uh like a like a like techno clubs in uh Berlin. Mm -hmm. I'd love to go do that. Yeah. I bet you would. <laughs> Dude, it's like the best nightlife in the world. Uh-huh. I went to Berlin, I went out of it, hated it. Really? Yeah, <laughs> it sucks. You, you would love it. They're like, what? You don't, Spencer, you don't want to do some extas? No, nah, I don't want to do extas. I don't want to, I don't care how clean it is. I don't want to be on with glow sticks and rollerblades. Oh, Spencer, he's having a bad time. Perhaps we should tinkle Man. his finkle. No, Spencer. Honestly, yeah, I'm say Berlin needs another Hitler. Oh, uh, you know what's the best bit is, uh, is, uh, Rory Scoville doing the German guy. Have you ever seen him? He'll I know do, I have. He's done full JFL yeah. sets just doing yeah. a, a German, guy. German accent. Right. And so he talks about German porn. And he's like, he's like, it's almost like we're trying to like, you know, cover up for something or something. <laughs> like. It's like, oh my God, these guys are like pooping on each other and then having sex and like pooping again on each other and then like eating it. That's crazy. That's probably like the craziest <laughs> thing Germans have ever done. Probably. That's very <laughs> it's funny. So funny. That's very funny. That's yeah, great. There's a, uh, there's a, a, a big building. I, I, I'm sure that this is incorrect, but it's in, it's in Berlin. It's kind of, it's, it is a government building. I just, I don't know if it's like their capital mm -hmm. building, but it's this big building that, uh, it's been around forever and it was not bombed during a lot of, when you go to places like, uh, Berlin, a lot of it's newer architecture right. because we bombed the fuck out the of them in world of war two. Yeah. And then also like half of their city was occupied by Russia and mm -hmm. it was all fucked forever. Um, and had their own weird little communist government, a really bizarre mm -hmm. time. Uh, but you, so the, the Reichstag, which is what it was called, I believe when, when Hitler was in office, now it's called something different. Mm -hmm. They don't so called the Reichstag because mm -hmm. we're, we're not in a Reich anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, but that still stands. And I remember being in Berlin and just looking out my, my cab at like some of these like buildings that I know that I, I've seen picture black and white photos of with the swastikas down and Hitler's in front of it. And it's the same building. And then now there's actual like just like gay men on rollerblades that were literally doing this like uh, uh, choreographed like dance off. And they were covered <laughs> in like light up like vests and stuff on yeah. roller skates dancing, not in protests or anything. That's yeah, just yeah. what they do in Berlin right. now. And I was like, this is like a wild juxtaposition. Yes. You know, it's uh -huh. like if you had like gay sex in a pyramid. Yeah. It's just like a w just history. Yeah, it's crazy. Eats its own tail. I don't know what the lesson yeah. is, but it, <laughs> it's, it was it's just its so weird shit, to watch. Sounds like it. it's like just such a different version of what I, I've seen that building a million totally, times. Totally, totally. Um, no, I'd love. I would. I would love to go there. Oh, hey, buddy. Um, no, you'd have the best time. <laughs> you would. <laughs> I know. I well, because I do. I really like techno and house music. Uh -huh. I've heard that their clubs are the best, and uh, it just seems cool. I'll tell you what I'd do. I'll hang out outside the club, wait for you to wrap up, and then we'll go get a kebab because that's the best part. Don't air kebab? Dude, it's the best. Is it's, it good? Yeah. I mean, it's just 
it's not it's nothing that you've never had before they just it do just, it so good it, it just is great that that is like their highly accessible street food is like yeah. just turkish donut kebabs yeah That's i want to awesome. go i want to go to uh 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 istanbul wicked bad same yeah wicked bad yeah it, that's a place that's rich with history. I've heard it's that's the shit. I heard it's like relatively cheap, like comparatively to the mm-hmm. to the rest of uh, or other hotspots in Europe. Yeah, I've heard it pretty much has everything. You know what I mean? It's got yeah. all kinds of people and incredible nightlife and like some of the best food in the world. Yes, apparently. Yeah, and apparently it's got like baller ass beaches and shit. Yeah, like, no, it's got actually. Uh, I had uh, not. You want to go to Turkey? I, I would really like to go. So my my uncle, my gay uncle and his mm. his partner, uh, they travel with this group of just old queens. Yeah. <laughs> There's like six of them, that's six so, or seven of them. Adorable. Dude, yeah, literally so just cute. gray-haired old queens that just go and just fucking like party. And they go do like safari in South Africa. I love that so much. They did Istanbul a couple years ago. And I remember him telling me the story. They're like, we went on the most amazing uh, this is right when that like Robin Thicke song came out, and they're like, because this is how it came up. That song was playing that, hey, 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, blurred yeah. lines. And they're yeah. like, oh, this was our Istanbul theme song. <laughs> and then they started telling me the story. And they're like, we went on a boat uh, in Istanbul. We hired a captain, and everything. We go down. There's the most beautiful day, like out on the boat. And we told the guy, too, we're like, we are six gay men. Uh, if you have a problem with that, then we can get our refund right now. And the guy was just like, I don't give a fuck. Get on the boat. And they're like, huh? well, okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he doesn't give a shit. It's simple. It's like, it's like my friend. The world done change. My friend, like, I, I will take you on the boat. I will take you out into the water. I kill all of you. It's I okay. kill all of you. It's I fine. kill you all of you. I come back. It's not illegal. I put you in that. It's not away. illegal. Because yeah. then the police come. Woo, woo, woo. They say, Arshab, what have you done? You've killed six people. I yeah. Say, They're homosexual. They're homosexual. And they say, oh, and they go, <laughs> yeah, somebody comes out and they do a Bollywood. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, uh, tourism's changed all of that. My friend, where they, they give me trophy. My friend. Yeah, everybody just wants your money. Yeah, yeah. Gay, white, black, sir, yes. it doesn't matter. It's just like, you, you, you're an American. Pff, you're fine here. You're good. Yeah. You know. like, oh, he's like making little jokes. He's like, oh, it smells like sex, gay sex, <laughs> the money. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of, as always, we do birthdays. Yes. We got we got two birthdays. Old today. tradition. Old tradition. We always do birthdays. It is the birthday of, on this day, in 1993, okay, the don't ask, don't tell policy was Whoa. passed by Bill Clinton. I read it. I've, I've heard that a million times. I never knew actually what it meant. Mm-hmm. The don't ask, don't tell policy passed by Bill Clinton on July 19th, 1993, mm-hmm. was that uh, it allowed for closeted gay men to serve but openly gay men could not. Mm-hmm. So in other words, the way that it's always been. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what they passed a bill saying closeted gays are allowed to serve. Yeah. Uh, what was the point of that? That's well, just been everything forever. Well, well, it made it, it made it illegal to come out, to come out. Yes. So they tried to phrase it as a, here's what it's doing. This bill just passed. Now all of you closet gays, you guys are allowed to serve. Yeah. But really all it means is just that if you are openly gay, mm-hmm. you can't serve. My buddy, by the way, doesn't that seem silly? If you hated gay people, which you should absolutely should mm-hmm. not. If you hated gay people, wouldn't you want them to go get their legs bombed off? Yes. Doesn't that seem like, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, throw that guy in the trench. So my buddy, Who's, I'm not saying we should, but you know what I mean. My buddy Tim, he's one of the best dudes ever. And uh, he is, he's like got one of the, he's got like one of the thicker 
Boston accents you'll ever hear. Yeah. It's actually a Lowell accent, which is a little different, but no one would be able to tell. They would just think he's from Boston. And uh, he was the first openly gay officer in the Boston Police Department. It was like Whoa. a big deal. It was a big deal. He What's his name? His name is Tim, but I can't say I won't say his last Shout name. Shout out to Officer Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's the man. And he's he is very public with his story in general. I just don't know how much of it to share, uh, yeah. tell because I know him through recovery. Oh, okay. Anyway, point of the story is he also... So now if you Google first openly gay police officer in Massachusetts, just know that guy is an addict. <laughs> well done. Um, he's the fucking man. He's, yeah. he's one of my better friends. And he's a yeah, be- be- Tim. beautiful guy. Um, and also it's, it's really funny cause he's like, he's like such a ball buster. He's such a townie. And the only way you'd know that he was gay is because his Carhartt WIP pants like fit perfectly. Like everything fits like so right. well. It's, like it's a glove so on his, considered. He like tailors his Carhartt and, and he, pants. Yeah. Legit. Like yeah, he legit yeah, yeah. wear ta- tailors his like duck camo shit. Yeah. And he like, he like rides Harleys and shit. Right. He, uh, and he was a, he was a Marine. He was like a. Badass, like so he is, in other words, one of the good ones. Yeah, is what you're saying. So he was, uh, he's, he, hey, I think he had like three tours. Like he was just like a badass, and he was like, and and when he was, and before now, he's in like training and stuff. But he was like a, just a door kicker. He was like yeah. SWAT team and BPD. He was like task force. He's just like a. They were like, we need to get in this building. We need someone to breach the door. <laughs> Martinez, go. And then he goes, no, 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 I got it, boys. I'm from Boston. <laughs> I'm a bit of a ball buster. Yeah. And he goes and kicks down the door. So this this was uh this was uh this was in BPD that he was the yeah. door, door kicker. But uh I don't I don't really know why I brought this up other than he was gay. and he was but he was telling me he was like he was like dude hella dudes were gay. And he was right. like he was like he was like I learned I was gay in the Marines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like we we I will, he was just talking about all the like secret gay sex that he would have <laughs> in the Marines. <laughs> It was like it was like very very secret. So just know if you have a, like a, a loved one who's done who's done so who's served our country and they've gone to Iraq or Afghanistan, they're gay. Yeah. Just know that if they've gone, if you ever see a guy wearing camouflage at the airport, <laughs> he's had gay sex. That's just how it goes with Tim the drug addict. That's just how it is. Yeah, I I, I believe that. It's funny that they call it tours, mm-hmm. like they're a band. Yeah. Yeah, we're just gonna go see the sights. Yeah, well, yeah, we're gonna go, go play, play a couple weddings to our fans. Yeah, <laughs> to our fans, to our adoring fans, the people of Iraq. Yeah, yeah, they love it. Yeah, he's a shout out to Timmy. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, here's another birthday. This is another one for you since you brought it Massachusetts on this day, July nineteenth, way longer ago, hundreds of years ago. Uh, uh, Salem witch trials. We burned five witches alive Yo. at the stake. Do you learn about that? Go, like coming up in school in Massachusetts, is that like a at all a part of your so like, here, state history? So here's the deal. This is just true. It's tough. It's not the answer you're going to want to hear. Yeah. I really believe this. Because of drugs, I'm not sure I remember anything from school. Uh, yeah. I like I, I just could not tell you what they teach me. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. It's like completely true. No clue. No, no. I, I, I kind of know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, don't know. I was thinking about this this morning. Because I'm like, I don't think I know a single piece of Washington State history. Because mm-hmm. by the time they would have been teaching me that, it's like, yeah. I'm not doing homework. Yeah, and if they, and if they Halo were to one. try to teach me that like we did bad things to the Indians, my mom would go to school and yell at people. Yeah, well, and we didn't. I've literally seen the photos of pilgrims like mm-hmm. trading with them, mm-hmm. at, like trading like a cornucopia of red corn. Yeah, they're like they'll, they'll do like this. Yeah, 
So there's a 0% chance that we were mean to Indians. There's, it's just not possible. Yeah, I agree with that. Can't wait for Killers of the Flower Moon. I just read it. The movie's coming out. I know. I can't wait for it. How's the book? It's terrific. Really? Yeah. yeah. I won't. It's very interesting. Do, do you know the? Do you know what it's about? Yeah, there's, there was like a murder and there was casinos. And shit. I think, did we talk about this a little bit? This on is the how pod? they made the casinos. Uh, well, reservations in general, I think, are how they made the casinos. But yeah, the Osage people. It was re- it was really interesting. The Osage people uh, had a had educated uh, like half white uh, Indians at the time that we were assigning people reservations. So they were one of the only tribes that actually had. Like, I would have Anthony Bourdain that shit. What? No reservations. <laughs> <laughs> But we will send you to parts unknown. Yes, <laughs> we're gonna yeah. send you to some parts unknown. It's called but Alaska. They, uh, they, uh, they, they essentially because they had some like articulate, uh, educated people that were a part mm-hmm. of the tribe. They were actually able to like pull some strings and and go to bat for themselves. And they were the only tribe that actually argued. Uh, the, the first off, they volunteered to go to a, a certain place, and then they argued for their oil and mineral rights. Mm-hmm. So they were like, this reservation will include what's below the <laughs> land. And because we didn't think that there was much there, the U.S. government was like, yeah, fine. Mm-hmm. And then there was a, a bunch of oil there. And so, they, and obviously, there weren't, weren't a lot of people because we killed them all for the last few hundred. By the way, there weren't that many. When people talk about how few Native Americans there were at the time of like assigning land and andrew jackson all the terrible mm-hmm. things we're doing to him it's like yeah there were never that many though yeah a, a tribe you, you could only grow there, there was a ceiling on how big a tribe could be and then usually once once it started overpopulating it would actually split into two separate tribes mm-hmm. they, you didn't want that many people because mm-hmm. you didn't have the resources to take care of them so um anyways there weren't that many osage people so there was a period of time where they became the richest people per capita on the planet That's by crazy. a large margin and so they're still honoring like old Indian traditions. I kind of, you kind of feel like you kind of ruined the movie for me, to be honest with you. This is just the preface. This isn't what the movie's about. Oh, really? The movie's about murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just this is just common knowledge. Did you not know all this stuff about the Osage Indians? No. Oh, this is just common knowledge. Nobody knows about this. Uh, what's cool is uh, yeah, literally no one knows about this. I know. I didn't either until I read the book. This is all like chapter one stuff. But it, it what, what is cool is that they would like have. You would have an Indian person whose name is actually like two feathers mm-hmm. who wears a fucking blanket, yes. but then has like five Rolls Royces. Dang. So there's stories of like these that's Indians. Sick. It's I amazing. Love that. Yeah. Doing like a ghost dance, like a, like these big, that's like a, that's like a Scott Ryan story. That's like a mystery in between story. Do you know the story? Of this I, guy? Yeah, uh, you've told it to me. It's very yeah, interesting. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Are you familiar like with what this guy's deal is? The guy who made the show? You told me when we were floating on the uh, tank. Oh God. We had a lot of opportunity to talk. Yeah. On that. <laughs> yeah, hours, hours. God damn, fuck that shit. Pointless floating. I'm no, I'm not even joking. I feel as though I have PTSD from that. Uh, <laughs> from when floating I, a when, river. when I think about it, I get mad. Yeah, it sucked. It sucked. Wasting my time. You, you, you want to see what? Dude, we've had a lot of like bad long exposure events lately. I, I have to tell you about seeing Chappelle last night. Really quickly, just yeah. This is, come on. <laughs> Come on, though. our like, fucking friend is so gay, dude. Our boy Raza, who is legit, our like full-on boy and hilarious comic, his Instagram stories are like they should be taken in the back of a barn and shot in the head. And this one is a a picture of a of a dude up window a that's experienced window? that's experienced precipitation. It says, "Good short songs are mischievous." No, they're buddy. not. Hey, Raza, buddy, they're not. That's 
That's some dog shit. Unless they're talking about some Tex Hooper outlaw shit. They're not mischievous. It's okay, just well, song. how about this? This, this one is just kind of like, this is just like a comedy rule. Small deviations from expected behavior is funny. <laughs> also, you know what's cunty? Like wearing shoes on your hands. You know what's funny? This is so funny because he's like a big literature nerd. Small deviation from expected behaviors are funny. That's what it should be. Small deviations from, from expected ex- behavior. Tell him. Correct his grammar. I'm he's, not going to. He's been in India too I'll long. Say, I'll say, what was that word he mispronounced? It was the funniest thing. Uh, uh, he said... Um, God, it was funny. Uh, I'm not going to remember Because he's so well-read. and he like, yeah. he, he's I literally actually, think we've made fun of... He's oh, an God, intellectual. Cacophony. He said cacophony. <laughs> no, he said... Yeah. Oh, yeah, he said it's cacophony, cacophony. It's and it's cacophony. cacophony. Yeah. Yeah, That's no, he's a, he is a pseudo-intellectual. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Yo, a Colin a pseudo-intellectual is I'm calling fantastic. him out right now. Dude, we talked about, we talked about a book. He, he, loaned me, <laughs> he loaned me a Japanese book. We did a book exchange, yeah. okay? We both loaned each other books. He never read the one that I loaned uh-huh, him. Pseudo. That's strike one, <laughs> yes. pseudo. I read his Japanese book that he sent me. And then we had a conversation about the book. And uh, I'll be honest, my takeaway, I don't think he got it. Really? We talked Bro. about on a podcast yo, and he didn't he didn't yo, he yo, didn't understand any of my takes and I was like, I don't think you read the book. Yo, you you can't right now, you can't right now dock somebody for not getting what a book was about. That's mad fun. Yeah, I'm doing it you right now. You can't be like, yo, he didn't get it. He That's, didn't get the Japanese literature. That was like I was talking to someone, I won't dox them, but they were like talk about Cam Patterson and they're like, yeah. I just don't get it. And I was like, What? Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. The, like this, it's like super phenom, like literal prodigy. Yeah, I think uh, people don't like anybody who gets recognition quickly. They're so it wasn't a comic. Them. That was what was interesting. It was a producer, but they were like, and it was like they were like, yeah, you just don't get it. And I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, like, what, what do you not get? Yeah, I was I was like this kid. The kid's just like a goddamn murderer. Uh, uh, speaking of, uh, I went I went to see Dave Chappelle last night, which yeah. is like that's like hottest ticket in town. Um, How much did you pay? Two? It was free. No, no, no. I wouldn't have bought it. it oh, was, you got uh, it from Dean. Dinner. Dean got it from... Uh, from dude, you I went with Dean. Uh, yeah, I didn't think we had tickets until we got yeah, there because Dean, Dean was like, no, I got tickets for free. And I was like, how did you get them? And he goes, the ice truck company that I work for, that guy got them from the radio. Yeah, I was I like, did. yeah, so no, he didn't. Yeah, right. No, no he I didn't. Got and, oh, by the way, it also took the lady like two minutes to scan the thing. It would not scan. I was like, yeah, they're not real tickets. They, this is not real. And then it's Scary. Um, Three-hour show. People left early. Uh, it was a few openers that were not great. Mm-hmm. I mean... It, who it, else was it other than Mo and then Dave? A guy named Chris Wiggins, who is a short... Dude, why, all short black people are all the same. <laughs> no, really. They are all Kevin Hart. Like, there's ne- they're never not that guy. They're never not... Uh, Miles Johnson. He's got long limbs, though. That's different. He's got he's got Mike Wazowski. Yeah, he's got insane limbs. It's just that his torso short. They're never not Chris Tucker. Like they they are all that way. Chris Tucker all come out and just like, hey man, Texas, give it up for me one more time. Like that's that is all the short black people. Um, But they wear the same (laughs) shirts that a tall black guy would wear. That's what's crazy. Oh yeah. Do you remember like real tall tees? Of course. Yeah, those are good look. Yeah. Did you ever wear them? For a second, maybe. Yeah. But I don't remember. Like funny. real tall tees? No, I don't Funny think that so. they think that they're like a thug wearing, oh, a sleep shirt? <laughs> You're wearing a woman's sleep shirt. Hey, pass me that onesie, dog. <laughs> yeah, why are, you, why, are you, why are you wearing a sleep shirt with every NBA team on? Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> why are you wearing a sleep shirt with the Tasmanian devil on? Yo, the fully logoed, <laughs> to a murder. The, the fully logoed long denim shorts. 
The fully oh, logo oh, yeah. with like a black stone wash going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that was some shit right uh, there. Oh. Uh, yeah. That was some shit. That was uh I mean we we've talked about this before, but I would I was like uh very guilty of going to TJ Maxx and yeah. buying like very wiggerish. No doubt. Yeah. Everyone's done it. Uh, uh, so Ashley Barnhill, she bombs her socks off. Bomb bomb the socks off. The 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 host is uh the short black dude, Chris Wayne. He's doing what a host should do. I mean, it's just uh-huh. a lot of like now 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 make some noise if you guys like your barbecue here in Austin, Texas. No. Like, you know, it's like that kind of shit. Like, all right, dude. You're like, nah, fuck that. And then Mo Mo comes out and and it is funny. Yeah. Uh he had some stuff that really made me laugh. And then there's an intermission. That's crazy. Where and it's just and you watch everybody filing out to go get drinks an entire stadium and you're like oh my god we're not gonna start it again for another thirty minutes that's crazy so then you're just sitting there waiting 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 and then inter- Dave comes on the intercom and you go great show's about to start brings out a musician that guy it, it was incredible he was an incredible probably the coolest guy I've ever seen Anderson Pack uh, it was not it's, it's a, a dude named uh, Gary Clark Jr. Oh like yeah a, yeah he's yeah, local the dopest. Dude, but yeah. yeah, he's a local yeah, awesome yeah. legend. He's, I had never he's heard incredible. of him. He was incredible. So that was cool, but it is also like, nah, it's been two hours. Fuck that. I've been here for two hours. I don't, this guy is actually very dope, so it redeemed Big it. no thank you. But it's like, at first, I'm like, dude, I don't want to watch someone yeah. play guitar. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then Dave comes out, and it is, oh, dude. <laughs> so, again, he is just kind of like an, an old man in his cups a little yeah. bit right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But like the on the screen, they're playing like an intro, so it's like it's time for Dave to come out. Mm-hmm. The lights all go down. Gary Clark Jr. is off, and then it plays the boom, and the Netflix N comes mm-hmm. on the screen, and then there's like a loading thing, and then there's an intro, and what it's showing is close-ups of newspaper excerpts of like mm-hmm. and a non-binary Netflix employee, and I'm like, oh, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> we know, we know, people are mad at you. You said mean things to people, now they're mad yeah, at you, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's showing a bunch of that, and then all of those news clippings about Dave like being canceled by trans people then turns all of those news clippings then form letters dog and this might be what he's calling his next special I'm not kidding you the lunatics manifesto stop it (laughs) made of newspaper clippings about trans people (laughs) the lunatics manifesto hey man (sighs) Oh fuck! It's what the funny shit ever happened? Dude. And then he comes out, and 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 it does just you know he does just a bunch of trans material. That's crazy, yeah. dude. There was I mean it, you are watching the the uh, the best that you can be at stand up doing some stuff that feels a little like obvious and played out now. Mm-hmm. So it it's not like it's you know not in. Watching him say anything will be interesting. Yeah. He will always be incredibly captivating. Yeah, There's he's, no one he's, like him. It's skill, unbelievable. Skills-wise, he might be the best stand-up. It's incredible. But then it is also, I'm like, ah, God, I mean, it's just like, you're doing a, you're doing an incredible version of a joke that my dad memed me from like the Babylon yeah, Bee a month yeah, ago. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oof. So then, anyway, you like, you know, I got home like three hours later. What's a like, picture of a beast? Dude, I guess, okay. Doc, Dean leaned over. This is unbelievable. Imagine seeing Dave Chappelle, Dean leaned over to me and said, do you want to stay for the whole thing? And I had to think about it. That if you sucks, had told man. me a couple of years ago that I was going to maybe, I was like, dude, let's just stay. He's got to be brutal, honest. That's brutal, dude. Uh, crazy. Yeah. And this is after like bad openers, a long time, you know, so it's just a weird, it's a weird show. Sorry still about glad that, I went. dude. Yeah, still glad I went. But it felt a little bit like. Uh, let's go see some good comedy. Too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to. Uh, it felt a little bit like tubing. 
where it's like on paper, oh. what an experience, but then you're in it and it's like, this is just too long for what it is. If David come up an hour earlier, I think that same set, I would have been able to even appreciate that more, but it's just like, of course, after two course. hours. And then it's like, you're opening with a trans and then the ovation. It makes me wonder, is it just because we're comedians and we hear these takes so often that mm -hmm. it's so uninteresting to us? No. Cause like people are losing their minds at no, these jokes. We appreciate and I'm like, any joke that's well, I appreciate, I don't give a shit about a topic that is played out. It doesn't bother me at all. Well, yeah, if the topic right. is like, but I mean that it's about. like uh, the LGBT that where the where the like he's almost becoming just a really good insult comic. Yeah. So okay. Well, well, that's what happens when you achieve that level of fame because mm. people are going to like you for different reasons. Mm -hmm. We like Dave Chappelle because he's arguably skills wise the best yes. comic that's right. ever lived. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Right. A lot of people like Dave Chappelle because he talks shit, mm. and they're mm -hmm. like, "Oh, you're not supposed to say that." Mm -hmm. You know mm. what I mean? I'm sure to some degree, there's people who feel that way about Louie. To yeah. some degree. To yeah, some degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like a smaller... It's not as obvious. Right. It's not as obvious. Um, because Well, because people know that Louie says crazy shit. Yeah. But not necessarily... I like most of Louis' takes are actually like wicked progressive about no yeah they like, are they like, are. like his stuff about like gender identity and not this special but totally. the special yes, before great is like way progressive right. it's like it's he's like it's crazy that you can just be one or the other and then like, God just goes that's it and that's I'm it sorry. we accept yeah, it it's, it's great and it's yeah. a great bit um but he does say wild ass stuff Talks about fucking the, the kids next, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah sure so um so I think the crowd is kind of like trained. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like you develop a culture around you and your act. Like that's what, when we saw Schultz, it was tough for me personally. Same and thing. Again, Same thing with Schultz. I, I couldn't get down with it because yeah. it was almost like he's just assumed a role. Yeah, Dude, there is a line from his special that I repeat often to Lindsay and it's among one of my least favorite jokes of all time. And again, we can always preface this mm -hmm. of flowers to the, you know, credit where it's due. Yeah. But that joke where he goes, lady, you're wearing a Vikings jersey. Uh, do you know the joke yeah. where she's calling somebody out for having the MAGA hat? Do you know what that means about the oppression of women? Mm -hmm. And that he's it, it's always the same. It's like I was doing a show in Minnesota. Yeah. And she's wearing the Vikings. It's like, lady, you're wearing a Vikings and jersey. And also, like, just, none of this just, happened. Just this is this, also ju stupid. Just if this ever gets dug up, yeah. right? Just recognize... Like we do recognize that like we're we've been doing comedy for like three seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I and that. we're doing okay for where we're at in our careers. Mm -hmm. I know that Schultz is an amazing comic. Mm -hmm. Like we both know that Chappelle is the best. Yeah. This is just like our own personal takes on but the, well, the, some but of this the stuff. Is, this is what I'm asking. This is what I'm asking is is it just because we do comedy that those takes are so because I, I honestly think that before I did comedy, I, I, and I don't know, but if I saw that same joke about the MAGA hat and the girl wearing the Vikings jersey from Schultz's special, I might have been like, that was fucking dope. That's such a good and funny point. But this stuff just gets, we watch it get explored on a nightly basis. So then I'm like, this feels obvious, Schultz, <laughs> no, because, know, because it's a take that I'm watching, like an it, open mic. It doesn't matter do. if the take is obvious, if it's really well done. I personally believe. I think if it's, I don't, I don't. I agree that a fresh take is really fun and I like when I go, oh, it was right there and mm -hmm. I didn't get there and stuff like that. Yes, of course, that's part of being a comic. But if it's just done well, it doesn't really like matter. Like, yeah, in my opinion. I mean, I guess what I mean by that is a um, it depends on the joke. I, I do agree with you that you can like hit the same nail on the head over and over mm -hmm. and it can be unlimited funny. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. But 
when the idea is that this take is supposed to be clever and profound. Like the big reveal yes, is that I you agree. guys never even thought of this. She's wearing a Vikings jersey. Right. Vikings rape. Right. That it's like, yeah, I just watch this stuff get explored so often that what that joke I think is intended to do. Right. Which is kind of shock and awe is really lost. So then it's like, what a, what a waste of time to do it. I agree with that. No, but I yeah, agree with that. I mean, they're obviously both incredible comics. It's just something that I've noticed. So that's who we're slamming this week. Andrew Schultz and Dave and Chappelle. And Dave Chappelle, yeah. Take Nat, him to the back and kill him. Hey, hey, Andrew Schultz and Dave Chappelle, step aside. Nat and Spence are coming to town. <laughs> Isn't that right? <laughs> Ain't that right, Nat? <laughs> and, and, and we'll call, we'll call it the Blowing Smoke Tour. Yeah, yeah that's right, Nat. <laughs> <laughs> they like dolls. <laughs> They're gay. <laughs> we're, coming. <laughs> we're, we're playing with dolls. We're no, gay. Like Dave, Dave opened with a, with a homeless person and his dog joke, and I was like, you're getting real. Damn, <laughs> that was pretty good. Damn, that was, a, that was a way better version of what I do. <laughs> All right.